Thanks to Sunday for supporting another mother runner. Sunday makes taking care of your lawn easier than ever. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com AMR to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. Get your Brit on. Acorn TV is a subscription streaming service from AMC Networks that offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond, all commercial-free. To try the service out and get your first 30 days free, go to acorn.tv and use promo code AMR. We can all use some help these days. Make it BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com AMR. Start living a better life today. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. I've got some breaking news, This just in. Well, it's not really. It's breaking from about, um, I don't know, two weeks ago, maybe like 10 days ago, and not really sure even what day, so not exactly breaking. But I had a pro runner sighting when I was in Arizona on spring break about two, oh, I mean, I guess it was almost, what? What was that, like a week and a half ago? Something. It wasn't yesterday. Yeah, yeah. around there. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, yeah, let's just say it was in March and this is April. So not not breaking news. But yeah, so um, so Grant and I brought our bikes down there. We brought our road bikes down there. My mom uh, and stepdad, John, now live in a, a little community called Las Sendas. Um, and uh, it's right in Mesa. And it's, it, it backs up to this beautiful open space near the Salt River. Um, there is a river, in fact, in Arizona, and a couple lakes as well that we saw, um, and all this open land. And, and um, there's this ride. If you if you live near Mesa, you know the Bush Highway. It's very, it is like iconic Arizona. Like you look around and just like cacti, su- su- saguaro, saguaro. Mm-hmm. I got to say that right, saguaro, cacti everywhere. I mean, just, you know, landscapes, beautiful landscapes, Roadrunners, you right, babe. You know, uh, we did not see any, but on that, on, on during my ride, but we, we did see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, and just, you know, like, and it's all goes into, like I said, it's open space and there's a bunch of, you know, um, parks and things back there. So it's just, it's very well protected land. So anyway, so that sets it up. So the first time we go out riding is a Sunday and you come down, <laughs> what I realized is like a bitch of a hill to come back up. <laughs> But you come down this beautiful and you just like get tossed into you like basically leave town and you get tossed down into this canyon. And it's just like you're just like, oh, am I in a movie? Am I in a Southwestern movie? And um, as I'm coming down this hill, um, we're on the right hand side and this runner is on the left hand side, of course, um, or on the same side mm-hmm. because we're going with cra- traffic. She's going against mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, do, wearing a sports- I, do I get a guess as to who it is? Yeah, sure. Steph Bruce? No, oh, okay. No, because she, I think she lives in Flagstaff. Oh, Sarah yeah. Hall? No. Oh my gosh, okay, no. all right. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're over two right now. <laughs> um, so she's wearing a sports bra and shorts, and I was like, oh my God, that woman is hauling. Like, because she was going oh, up, and yeah. we were coming uh-huh. down, and I was like, okay, and I didn't really register. You know, I was like, wow, that's just a really, you know, I mean, there's, you know, really talented athletes everywhere, but I was like, this is a good training road, really wide, really, really wide, um, Shoulder, also in smooth pavement. So just, again, like just nirvana. Um, and then uh, and then a couple of days later, we're doing the same ride and we're out farther. And I'm like, uh, and we pass this runner again. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Des Lindell. Oh, my gosh. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. 
did not stop her because she was again, well, she didn't look like she was hauling as fast, but we were on our bikes. Again, we were passing each other, you know, um, face to face instead of coming up behind. Not that I would have stopped her if we were coming up behind her, but anyway, but yeah. So, so then I was like, wow, I wonder, you know, and Grant's like, maybe she's training for Boston. And I was like, I don't know. And then, um, and then I just saw a, uh, a reference to the Carrie Tollefson podcast, See Tolly Run, and she is training for a 50K world record. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. Like on the roads. Oh, yeah. That's very so, exciting. So, and it should be coming, yeah, it should be coming up. So, I listened to the thing because I wanted to hear if she mentioned Arizona. She did. If she mentioned seeing you. Not, if she mentioned seeing you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw this uh, mother runner going 15 miles an hour on her bike. Man, that had to have been Dimity. Um, uh, I wanted to see if she mentioned Arizona. She didn't. She didn't say what she was training or anything. But I am 99. And I don't really recognize a lot of people. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. she's one person that I do know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So that, so I think she's doing her 50K attempt. She's very um, sly about it. Just didn't say the date or anything. But it's mid-April. So mm-hmm. it's coming up. So keep your eyes on it. Um, I think she has to run under. I just listened to the podcast this morning. So, <laughs> so I know that she has to run under or the world record right now is a 307 for the 50K. So she needs to run 550 splits is, is what she's looking for. Um, her marathon record, though, or when she's – her marathon PR is 523 splits. So, okay, you know. Just, um, a, mere it's, six, it's all just a mere 10K extra on top of that. <laughs> I know, I know. So anyway, it's exciting and it's kind of fun. It was fun to hear her talk about and – you know, and some of her workouts that she oh. did just sounded just crazy. So anyway, so that was my, that's my oh, breaking that's, news. My That's so exciting. I am, um, my claim to fame a million years ago was when I was training for Eugene Marathon. My coach and I went down to Eugene, Oregon, and we saw Galen Rupp back in uh-huh. was, uh, 2009. So it was a long time ago. So, but to see him, that was pretty exciting. Um, that and when yeah. I went uh, running with Christy Turlington, the um, model and um the founder of Every Mother Counts. When she and I went running together on the West Side Highway, that path there in, uh, in New York. Okay, so I was with her, but um, Sting rode by on his bike, um, went past us, and then came back, and they said hi to each other. Um, so, oh, yeah. wow. That's pretty cool. I did not know that story. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I can still surprise uh, you, Dimity. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. I once, um, let's just throw out a yeah, couple yeah, more yeah, yeah, yeah. things. Um, I once, uh, when I worked for Women's Sports and Fitness Magazine, which was founded by um, Billie Jean King way back in the day. Um, but anyway, I lived in New York and uh, Lisa Leslie was mm-hmm. hot. It was like the mm-hmm. 1996 Olympic mm-hmm. team, their dream team, Lisa Leslie, the basketball player. And um, I remember walking down the street next to her. We were like shooting on the rooftops of some Manhattan, you know, I don't know what, a, a brownstone or something. And uh People were like, oh, my God. (laughs) Definitely more looking at her than me, but the fact that there were two of us super tall, that was one. And then my other one, uh, sports-related, was when I got to cover the Women's World Cup when Brandi Chastain, 1999, she was the big sports bra incident Mm -hmm. when she won the the shootout. Um, I rode the the elevator up with Jack Nicholson. Mm. That was fun. But that was also in, like, was it the Orange Bowl or somewhere – in LA, so it was very celebrity. Sure, sure. Heavy. Do you remember though our, uh, us meeting Brandy Chastain? I think it was at a, I want to say a Gatorade event. 
Oh yeah, at a blog. It was blogger. Oh, was blogger. Yeah, yeah. And then, you should remember this. Okay, so we had our favorite pens for signing the books, and I had we had misplaced the pen somehow, and we knew it was in the room where we'd met her. So she's like, "Oh, what are you guys up to?" I was like, "I dropped my favorite pens," and she's like, "Oh, let me help you." So we're down there on the <laughs> ground. I'm like, "Okay, thank you very much, Brandy, for helping." <laughs> hey celebrities they're just like us are they we needed that we needed us you know celebrity photographer paparazzi there to show brandy on her hands and knees looking for sarah's beloved pen. Yeah. oh my goodness such silly times oh my goodness oh my goodness but i don't think people tuned in to hear that i think they tuned in to hear us did you hear i know i know sorry i got we got a little carried oh, I know away, that. good luck des if you're listening yes. chances are you yes. know she has to follow that 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 cycle yeah that i have to say about des linden that um so, Tim, as you well know, we are redoing our entire sites. We're merging all of our, the Train Like a Mother Club, the Mother Runner store, all under one umbrella of anothermotherrunner.com. Be coming out soon. And so we have a meet, you know, meet the team page and ask a couple different questions of our contractors. And, boy, I gotta say, the runner that everybody on the team wants to meet is Des Linden. Because one, oh, really? one of the questions, well, one of the questions is what celebrity or, you know, famous runner would you want to go running with, I guess? Maybe that's something. I don't know. But I was, and so, of course, I think like, oh, well, John Hamm or, you know, Ashton Kutcher. Um, and so, so many of our team was Des Linden, Des Linden, Des Linden. So. Wow. Wow. I put um, one of the Amy's, Amy Schuler, Amy Porter. Yeah, that was good. That was Amy. a good answer. Someone, mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I like the I like the Amy's, and then when I get them mixed up, I'm just like, oh, they're both funny. <laughs> they're both blonde and funny. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's hit Nicole for our first question, shall yes, we? Yes, Nicole is looking to figure out her workout times. Hi, I'm Nicole from New Jersey. Um, I've been 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 listening to all of this, your shows. I'm so in love with another mother runner. Um, my question is: so I have two very young kids. My workout times are 5 a.m or after 9 p.m. And I try to do 5 a.m., but then I find myself in this rut where if I skip my morning workout, I have to do the nighttime workout. I don't know how hard I should push myself at my nighttime and how much it will affect my morning, if I should just skip it, or if I should do yoga. So what would be the best way? Right now, I'm not training for anything. I'm just trying to sweat out the crazy. Okay, love you guys so much. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, for starters, Nicole, thank you for binge listening. Um, And your question hits at the core of so many elements of mom life, the 24 hour clock with one day leading right into the next. I was reminded of that. I was at the dog park on Friday evening and met a mom who had a, a mother runner, actually, who had a five week old. And so I talked to her about the, you know, that that to me, you know, the difference between Friday and Saturday is there's a whole night's sleep in between, but you know, <laughs> there is, it just bleeds right into each other. So not the case when you're, when you've got a five week old. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. And I mean, and I think the two things that we need to um, really impress upon Nicole is first of all, you know, everything counts, right? Forward mm-hmm. motion counts. So it's not about going out. If you go out for a five mile run and your splits aren't what they want, you, your splits aren't what you want them to mm-hmm. be. Okay. Or you go out for a five mile run and your husband calls at mile two and a half and says, 
you got to come home right now, big emergency. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's not really an emergency once you get home, but you know that <laughs> everything's an emergency sometimes with with those guys. Um, so, uh, so you know, like that's great. You know, you did five miles, you did two and a half. It's all good, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first thing. All like motion counts. Uh, secondly, you got to have some grace for yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, because. You know, especially if you listen around here, you know, we talk about Des Linden running a 50K world record. I know none of us can really relate to that, but, you know, Sarah's running marathons. I'm training for something. Like, there is definitely some peer pressure, and, you know, you have to remember that not everybody is in the same place that you are right now. And you also should remember that we've all been, not we've all been, but mo a lot of us have been where you are mm -hmm. and want to... <laughs> Sometimes rewind the clock and be like, you know what? You did your best. Like, don't beat yourself up over it. Don't, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think it's easier to have grace in hindsight. Yeah. So we're here to say, give yourself grace every day on That's this day. That's exactly what I told the, her name is Lisa, the mom that I met on uh, the new mom, first time mom, met on Friday evening. And I had originally been talking to her husband who was there with the baby and, and Lisa was over at the track, which is adjacent to the dog park. And she said that she was walking on the track. And the two, two things I want to mention about that is that she, um, first of all, when the husband Ted heard that, he goes, Oh, you're just walking. You could have taken the stroller. And I thought, dude, <laughs> dude, you're just standing here. You can keep the stroller here. It's okay. <laughs> and, uh, but then also she said that she was, a uh, um, ran track in, I think she said high school and college. And so that when she was at the track, she's like, well, I'm here. I might as well just give running a try. She said it was just like she had two massive cinder blocks on her feet when she started to try to run around the track. So I'd said, be be generous with yourself. Give yourself grace. And, you know, you will get there. You just got not it wasn't tonight wasn't the night for it. So, all right. Yeah. So um, I've now milked that um, meeting Lisa and Ted at the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But I love that. That kind of, you know, again, we're not here to align the fathers or anything yeah. in this group or men in general. But yeah. I love that. I'm like, yeah, the emergency is that, you know, the kid couldn't sleep or something right. like that, you right. know, and you could have taken a stroller. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So, all right. Well, so while I was digging around on the interweb, I found this um, 2018 study, Nicole, that um, so that traditionally experts have recommended not exercising at night um, as part of good sleep hygiene. But now there was a stu study published um, in late October 2018 in Sports Medicine this suggests you can exercise in the evening as long as you avoid vigorous activity for at least one hour before hitting bedtime. So, Nicole, I did some math, and, you know, if you want to get at least seven hours of sleep, this really, you know, puts a damper on running after 9 p.m. when keeping your eye toward the next morning, again, going back to that 24-hour clock, you know, because if you can't start running until after 9 and you, you know, run 30, 45 minutes, then... Sound like you're going to then immediately fall asleep because you got to get up the next oh, right yeah. and, there, and there's nothing worse than lying in bed when you can't, I mean, whether or not you've exercised before, but when you know that you want to get up early mm -hmm. and you're like, fall asleep, fall asleep, mm -hmm. fall asleep, because I need to get up at 445 mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, and it's just, it, it's this like, you know, mm -hmm. dust ball that keeps growing, <laughs> snowball that keeps growing. Yes. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I mean, so if you are... If you're not going to get up the next morning and exercise at five, I mean, I guess you could run at night, but I would really pay attention to your own rhythms. You say you have two young kids, mm -hmm. you know, I would say that sleep is your priority. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so other things that you can do at night, you could easily do like a strength circuit that doesn't get your heart rate as high. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely do some yoga, um, a brisk walk around your neighborhood. Um, or the other thing, and I know you said you can only do five or nine and I, you know, I respect that for sure. But if you could do a lunchtime walk maybe, or something else, you know, I don't know what, we don't know what your, your like work life looks like, but if there's a half an hour, in that day somewhere that you could squeeze in a strength circuit or squeeze in a brisk walk, you know, and then still with an eye to getting a good night's sleep and getting up at 5 a.m. the next morning. That's a, that's a good mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. place to land. Yeah, yeah, definitely thought so. All right, well, good luck with that, Nicole. And uh, again, to repeat what Dimity said, give yourself grace and remember it is a 24-hour clock. Um, so, all right. Speaking of Amy's, here's another Amy Dimity. Uh, this one is on a quest to run a half marathon in every state. Hi, Sarah. This is Amy from Columbia, South Carolina. I have a question about half marathon training. I have a goal of completing one in every state, and I'm up to state 18. But here's my question. Last year, several races were canceled, of course, and they, I was deferred until this coming spring. So now I find that I'm a little overscheduled. So how do I handle my training in between half marathons when they're a month or one of them's even two weeks apart? It's going to be killer. And I'm 61, by the way, so recovery is definitely an issue. I'd appreciate any help you can give, and I love your show. Many happy miles. Bye. So she's 61, so it's not Amy Schumer or Amy Poehler calling into our <laughs> show. But dang it, next time, at the next, our next uh, AMR the answers that might be but it might it might be you know i don't i don't listen i unfortunately don't listen to every single voice memo that comes in so there might be you know it's just sitting there languishing um so well um amy 61 year old amy kudos for get setting out a big goal a half marathon in every straight state and making such um great progress toward that goal that's very impressive and um we know there's a lot of women going after 50 states whether that's for half marathons or marathons and a lot of those people got turned kind of sideways in 2020 because of race cancellations. So, um, Amy, I do apologize for taking about six weeks to get to your question. So this info might be more directed at some of those other gals who are, you know, um, looking to knock off 50 states because I'm thinking that Amy's race season might well have already embarked, Emily. Yep. Yep. Well, and so 50 state goal, that, that that's a long term goal, mm-hmm. right? That's not uh, a world record in a 50K. Let's just keep, let's try to see if we can bring that up into every answer somehow. Um, so, I mean, the definite, I mean, I would imagine, and you might be, you may have a different idea, but, you know, again, like the idea is to finish each race um, feeling good and strong, but not necessarily racing it to your utmost ability. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe, you know, maybe Rhode Island, you know, is, is all by itself, that race, you know, and so maybe you can push yourself a little bit more, but maybe Kansas and Missouri are back to back. Look at you nailing, like nailing two states there right next to each other that you could do one on I Saturday, did. one on I Sunday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so we want to keep you injury-free. We want to keep you happy um, because there's also travel involved. So a, a lot of mm. it is not necessarily what you're doing, you know, in between the races. Certainly you need to keep up your training, and we'll talk about that in a second. But it's also about, you know, um, 
you know, taking enough rest days in between mm-hmm. because, again, the travel plus the running is going to wear you down a little bit, um, making sure that you're eating well, sleeping, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that a little bit, Sarah? Yeah, and good point that the travel added into that. That didn't even occur to me when I was putting together the response to this question. So good on you for mentioning that. So, oh, so, um, so Amy, you know, you were like everybody who's going after 50 states, totally in a league by them by yourselves. But I can just, you know, kind of hang on your, on your shirt tail and say that when I tried to do, um, three, I tried, I guess I became a half marathon. Is that a fanatic? I think that's what it's called when you um, do a whole bunch of half marathons. So tried to become a half marathon fanatic and did three marath- half marathons in really close succession, maybe in a two or two and a half month period. And I got to say, boy, and I was in my late 40s, um, that was rough on my body, including that, that's what led to my first case of getting plantar fasciitis. So can I can I put a little asterisk yes. in here? Mm-hmm. Can we also talk about the shoes that you might have worn in one of those half marathons that maybe weren't the most supportive? I'm not remembering that. Ogden. Yeah. Yes. Those light, those lightweight Nikes. Oh yeah. Huh. That's intriguing that you think that that you've never, you, you've brought that up. I have actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Well look at you. I haven't brought up sting before, but you brought up the fact that you were wearing those shoes. (laughs) I need to change my priorities about what I talk about. Don't I? (laughs) So yeah. So, all right. But so, yeah. So, well that, that feeds into, you know, you have to pay attention to things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good one, Tim. So, yeah. So you have to be as good as your body as you can be, whether it's wearing the right shoes or foam rolling, seeing a PT at the earliest signs of a niggling pain or kind of restricted movement, as Dimity alluded to, getting sufficient sleep, eating a balanced diet of whole foods, you know, moderate alcohol consumption. You got to be kind of semi-pro here. You know, it's not, you're not going for a 50K record, okay? But, but you know, maybe you still are kind of, uh, you know, setting out a big goal and you, and you got to um, get all, all everything lined up so that, um, you know, including the stars to make sure it all works out. Yeah. And as far as like training in between races, I mean, I would grab, you know, if you uh, happen to like the train like a mother club, I would grab a half marathon plan. You know, I mean, again, like it depends upon your goals, but something like 13.1 run, you know, which is basically a feel strong, get across the finish line kind of plan. Um, It's 15 weeks, you know, uh, you're probably already into your season a little bit, Amy, but then, you know, use that 13 mile run as like your long run, your Mm -hmm. race, you know, that's your race. And then you're going to count back weeks again and start again. So you're coming into a taper almost every time before you race, because that'll again, like kind of give you a little bit of a break, give you a little bit of, um, you know, a chance to reset. So if you, you know, so if you have a month, you'll do like four weeks of training up to the race. Mm -hmm. If you have two weeks, you'll probably basically repeat your taper, Mm -hmm. um, which is okay because you've got that 13 mile, you know, kind of flagpole cemented into, um, you know, th- that's going to keep your long run going mm-hmm. and keep you fresh. Mm-hmm. So, um, and ready to, to race and, and take on all 50 states. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, up, keep us updated on our Facebook page as to how you do, Amy. That's very exciting. Coach Liz here. And like many runners out there, you know, I have a competitive streak. So when I learned our neighborhood had a golden curve contest, I knew I had to be all in. Enter Sunday. 
more than a lawn care product, Sunday is a customized lawn plan that works with nature. Sunday takes out all of the guesswork and the unwanted chemicals, so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, and the planet. Not to mention, put you in the running for best lawn on the block. Sunday uses actual satellite imagery of your home to determine exactly what you need based on important things like soil, temperature, and region. Plus, you can add on all sorts of stuff to prevent mosquitoes or other lawn pests. And the best part? It's all natural, so the kids and pets can run all over the lawn without a worry. But you know what I like most about Sunday? How simple it is. From navigating the website, customizing my plan, delivery, and use with a ready-to-use pouch to attach to a garden hose, I spend less time working on my lawn and more time sitting back, watching it green up, and enjoying my life. With Sunday, there's no way I can't win the Golden Curb Contest. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash AMR to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom lawn plan at GetSunday.com slash AMR. I gotta confess, sometimes my morning run and the TV I watch at night are the high points of my day. Thus, I feel like I'd caught up on every single show imaginable. But then I discovered Acorn TV. Acorn TV is the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and originals that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks to new releases every week, on Mondays like clockwork, there's always something new to discover with Acorn TV. It serves up hundreds of exclusive shows from around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more, with top-notch, renowned actors like Tandy Newton and David Tennant. My husband Jack and I were captivated by The Cry, starring, speaking of excellent actors, Jenna Coleman of Victoria. She plays a young mother in this intense, intense psychological thriller. Now that we've binged that four-part series, we're about to dive into Keeping Faith, featuring another actor we adore, Eve Miles from Torchwood. In this BBC thriller, she starts as a lawyer with a happy marriage until her, her husband suddenly disappears. As Faith becomes the prime suspect, her search for the truth leads her to the criminal underbelly of her quiet town. Oh, can't wait. Is it TV time yet? If you're ready for a streaming service that offers new stories, new characters, and breathtaking scenery every week, do what I did and get Acorn TV. To try Acorn TV free for 30 days, go to acorn.tv and use promo code AMR. That's A-C-O-R-N dot TV with promo code AMR to get your first 30 days for free. Acorn.tv, promo code AMR. Just like doing that first workout on a training plan, reaching out for professional help is an important step toward increased happiness or achieving your goals. Better help is here to, yes, help. You can start communicating with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. That was really important to me when I considered first using the service. As was knowing that BetterHelp offers a broad range of licensed professional counselors who specialize in a wide range of issues, including, but not limited to depression, stress, anxiety, anger, grief, trauma, and sexual or gender identity. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. That was not a surprise to me. I was so relieved to try BetterHelp. 
For months, literally months, I've been trying to find a counselor who could help my husband and I navigate the teenage years with our twins better. Well, good luck trying to find an in-person therapist accepting new patients. With BetterHelp, we were talking to someone within days. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com AMR. Join more than 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash AMR for 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash AMR. All right. And this one is from Kate, who is debating what to do with her workout journal. Hi, this is Kate from New Jersey. My question is about exercise journals. I've written down my mileage and workouts every day for years. I used to tally the annual miles, but two things have happened in the past year, COVID and I got an Apple Watch. I'm still running and exercising, but I'm not always writing it down every day. Some weeks I have to remind myself to go back in and jot down several days at once. And I didn't bother doing a tally up for uh, the 2020 mile, which, you know, it was a dumpster fire of a year anyway. So right now, the journal is mostly useful to track rest days. So the question is, should I keep writing down workouts? Maybe this is just a COVID thing with change routines and I'll get back to it. Or do I just let it go since my watch basically tracks all of the daily stuff pretty well? There it is. Thanks for your help. Bye. All right. I found this an intriguing question, Kate, one that I'm hoping will prompt kind of a point-counterpoint type dialogue back and forth between Dimity and me. And because, Dimity, I think, underline think, I know what side of the debate you'll you'll take, but lay it on us. Yeah, well, so it really, I, I've, I've read this, obviously, and I've thought about it actually quite a bit. And I'm wondering if Kate, I mean, I kind of wish she was here so we could talk about it. I'm wondering, A, what point her journal serves for her, like if she ever goes back back and looks at it, mm-hmm. or, you know, if that's interesting to her. Because if she does that, then I would say, let's keep it up again. Or if it's something that she enjoys doing, mm. you know, and just likes the process of it. Mm. Um because, you know, is it, is it important to put pen to paper every day after your workout? No, not necessarily. It really depends upon what your goals are. If you're training for something hard, I think it is, so that you have an idea of what you did and what, you know, where you're going. And if you happen to hit a speed bump three weeks down the road, you can say, okay, you know what, I saw my heart rate rising or I saw that my splits were slowing here and now I might be overtraining or something like that. You know, if you really want to get into an analytical level of it, but yeah, I mean, I really think I would throw it back at her and say, did you enjoy it? And do you go back and look at mm. it? Or is it fun to kind of reminisce? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny you talk about that because as as you know, Dim, I texted you over the weekend because I found a bunch of, I used to keep a calendar slash a diary of, of not my workouts, but of my regular life. And um, not super granular, but you know, there was something on every every day. And uh, going back to 1997 and finding us, us meeting up in Chicago for a trade show called the National Sporting Goods Association Trade Show. And so it, it, it is fun to go back and look at those things. But, you know, I looked at about four weeks of that 1997 calendar, you know, and, and maybe I'll go back to it. But 
maybe I won't. So I did you you didn't toss it. I oh my gosh, no, not toss it. Oh no. I, okay, okay. So that's important to you. So that's right there. That that but, says that that's important to you. And I was I was very um, diligent about keeping those for a long period of my life. And I always got the same kind from the Metropolitan Museum of Art. This definite style and everything like that. But in I think I was surprised that I still had one in. Uh, uh, 2001. I thought I'd stop before then because I don't do it anymore and I definitely don't miss doing it. Um, so, yeah, I feel that there's so much electronic data that for me, there's not enough um, there's not enough need to put pen to paper, as you say. Yeah, and yeah. also, uh, it is the going back over it because if you just put it there and never look at it again, then to me, there isn't much point. I, I see your point, Dim, you saying that it helps some people process things. That's um, a savvy point. But for me, it would be just kind of hang there like a obligation that I felt like I was blowing off more often than I was actually enacting it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's really up to you. I mean, the, the I, I actually don't write down a lot of my workouts. And every time I've tried to do that, I've tended to you know, fall off unless I was doing something major, right? So mm-hmm. I did it um, with, you know, when we trained for the Nike Women's Marathon mm-hmm. and, and wrote about looking back over that journal and getting confidence, mm-hmm. right? And that was huge. Um, I did it training for Ironman, but I did that by putting in comments into Training Peaks mm-hmm. to my coach after every workout, more or less. Um, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> this round, I'm back in Training Peaks with coaches Jen and Liz um, as I get, get uh, with an eye towards an aqua bike uh, championship in in September. And I'm and I'm writing down again, like I'm processing the workout. I'm writing down, oh, my knee hurt or that felt good or my heart rate was too high or I thought or anything like that. So I can go back and look at it mm-hmm. if I want to. Mm-hmm if I want to remember it. Um, So yeah, so I guess it's again, really, you know, if you're just a day to day keeping up your miles, I think, uh, I think you can go either way. The only other thing that I want to say, because (laughs) it's a little bit like a hypocrite, because we sold up, or we, um, we, we created a many happy miles training journal, right? And it's like, well, (laughs) um, but one thing that I will say that is really, really helpful if you want to create a habit like consistency in your running, like um, strength training, like creating some certain habits or intentions for the month, sitting down and giving yourself space to do that is really, really important, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Because it's you can't do it in a carpool pickup line. I mean, certainly you can, but, you know, like being very intentional about it, I find makes all the difference. And I do... Um, keep a journal, uh, pretty much a journal practice on a daily basis. Mm. And I have for over a year now in the morning. It's just not about my, my workouts may enter into it, but it's not my, all about my workouts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that I find is invaluable. Mm-hmm. Just again, creating that space, creating that time to process and think and put pen to paper makes a huge difference. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that, that, uh, takes away my, <laughs> <laughs> your hypocrite hat that you were putting on yeah, there for exactly, a second. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you hear, um, there's a new, um, uh, biopic, uh, biopic, I guess I'm supposed to say about Ernest Hemingway coming out tonight on, uh, as we record this on PBS and, uh, it's a Ken Burns and someone else production. And, he, uh, Hemingway kept a carbon copy of every single piece of correspondence he sent to 
anyone. So his his oh, wow. friends, his lovers, his parents, his agent, whatever. I just thought the hubris involved in doing that. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to want to know, right? (laughs) Well, that's the other thing, too. I'm like, who's going to find this and who really cares, right? Right. You know? like More stuff for our kids to throw out after we're gone. (laughs) Exactly. I know. Like, oh, mom ate at Red Tomato on, you know, January 27th, 1997. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Uh, See, then I was like, oh, I need to go back and see if Red Tomato's open, still open open in Chicago and um yeah yeah yeah. anyway it's fun it's fun to look back oh it most definitely is most definitely is and realize how much more exciting life was before you had kids (laughs) (laughs) oh give yourself grace (laughs) all right so we need some questions so call us at 470-BADASS-1 470-223-2771 with your first name and where you're calling from keep your message to about 90 seconds or less um and one thing is we don't edit questions so if you leave a voicemail and realize you forgot to say your name or give some other important piece of the question puzzle please just call back and start from the beginning um without saying that you just called and are adding something i'm guessing this might be (laughs) in in response to maybe a specific a couple of these things happen yeah um just call back and start fresh we're we're, we'll give you a grace yes 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 and please also tell your friends about this show as well as the regular another mother runner podcast and amr trains which alternates with this show we're really trying to bolster our number of downloads of our podcast so thank you in advance for doing that so and keep those questions coming run a 50k world record had to throw that in there because we're here with answers i was like is she gonna do it is she gonna do it maybe maybe des will come on the uh, we'll come and talk about it yeah you know since i've since i previewed it so right. much. we'll see right. good job Jim. good job 